when you can take the pebble from my hand, it will be time for you to leave. Ninja, the tea party's over. Time for you to leave. Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Asian Action Cast. Reverting back to our online presence. Uh, not really out of necessity, but more out of convenience. Uh, I'm your host, Sam. We'll get right into it. Uh, everyone say hello to Nathan. Hey. And Mikey. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, good, good. Um, I'm actually quite impressed that there's not very much lag, if any, between us talking. It's pretty good. It's almost as if having less people in here has made it more uh, solid. Yeah, three. I think three was good because I remember last time we did the online, it was like, uh, you, not nah, you, you talk, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's annoying. Which is one of the reasons we usually wouldn't do this, but we needed to do another one of these, and it's COVID times, and eh, we can get this done quicker this way. Yeah, real convenience. You're yeah. damn right. I should. I, yeah, I've taken a photo of myself in the setup that I've got at home. Uh, it was very makeshift get comfortable, sit on the floor. Um, unfortunately, uh, after moving, I'm still acquiring gear to make things more comfortable for recording. But at the okay. moment, it, it's okay. It's okay. So yes, uh, Hong Kong and Asian action cinema. We are the Asian action cast and we look at the best and the worst of those types of films. Uh, I actually thought we'd go through a couple of the rules that we have because I don't think we've ever articulated what we can and, and not, don't Not in at. a while. Not in a no. while we haven't. No. So we, we watch a movie. Uh, it has to be an Asian-produced film. So uh, we don't look at anything that's produced by a non-Asian country. So produced by you know America or, or any other non-Asian countries. And usually it has to be action. Uh, there has to be action in it. doesn't mean it has to be an action film. We've been tricked before. Um, we try to do action films. Yeah, we, we try. We try to pick something. And uh, and it's globe-trotting, I'd like to say, because I think we've been to lots of different countries. And we do something between a review and a recap. Uh, I think Scott t- coined the phrase a revap. And uh, and that, that's what we do. We, we have a look at the film, and then we do a little bit of a commentary on, on what's happened in the film. Yeah. Uh, Whether or not we been? liked it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's pretty much it. The 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 production thing's a bit weird, especially in this instance, because is this a Netflix production, which isn't uh, Asian, but I think some of the no, pro- I like, think some they, of the... they generally throw on the Netflix production on anything that they buy the rights to, just to make it as if they actually paid to produce the movie. But um, generally, they it was I, I, actually at the beginning of this movie, I think there were like ten or something different companies that produced. One of them oh. found to be Asian. Yeah, many. Do you know that I was writing notes as I was watching it? So actually, we should say what the film is. So the film is a a Vietnamese martial arts film called Fury uh, from 2019. And uh, actually, before we get into all the production notes and everything like that, Nathan, you wanted to do this a little while back, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I wanted to do it when it first came out. How did you become aware of it and why did you want to do this? Like all, like most people, I guess I have Netflix, and it and it knows it's sort of like what I want. So it it showed me the trailer for this one. I just turned on Netflix one day when it first came out in two thousand nineteen, and oh, I thought okay. that <laughs> looks all right. Yeah, okay. that looks all right. And then I thought, well, that'd be one that we could watch all together. Maybe put it off because it's Vietnamese. It might be something, you know. And it's you know a female action star. Maybe Rachel wants to get involved. I don't know. Let's, and I, so I put it on the back burner, and I, I this is the first time I've actually watched it. Yeah, okay. Ever. Well, so I mean, going going through the catalog, um, you know, Netflix, Prime, um, Disney, all of that. There's limited martial arts films, especially old school martial arts films, and for some reason, all of the the Amazon Prime films are are dubbed in English. Really? Uh, well, yeah, I Mike, because it's because of. Um... That most of them come through American rights, so they just get like American slash international rights, and they don't go looking for like other. Um... Can we all agree Amazon sucks though? Amazon Prime is pretty terrible. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I've just finished. I just binged uh, Reacher on Prime, so I uh, I don't know. Really? I, yeah, I wouldn't. They're not my go-to. 
but I did really enjoy Reacher, and I do really enjoy The Boys and Invincible. I, like, I got the I got. I got it for the boys, right, way back when, and I've kept it because it's pretty cheap and it's like a yearly sub rather than a monthly sub, so I kind of forget to cancel it. That's on me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I find, like, I kind of find really frustrating about them is they pick stuff up for a bit and then it's just gone. Like, they went pretty deep. They rolled into anime, like, like in 2016 or 2017. They picked up a bunch of shows for, like, that year, and then just didn't bother buying any other ones or any other the seasons that came up after that or any of that shit. So it's like you start a season and then there's no there's no follow up. They're on probably there. testing or, the waters on it, you know. Like if no, they, pick it, up... they already tested it, man. Like it's I'm talking about like there's been a few there's been a few years where it's like still their hottest anime or the anime that came out in like 2018. Yeah, right. And it's four years later and they haven't really so they they dip their toe in pretty heavily and it's one of those things where that takes those shows off of Crunchyroll or Funimation or whatever. Oh, jerks, yeah. Yeah, and now they're gone off to this service, but only for a season. Yeah. So okay. it's oh. really kind of... Yeah, I feel like that happens quite a bit with, with Amazon. The, Netflix, the, the anime is probably the most egregious example I can think of off the top of my head right now. But yeah, I feel okay. like it's happened with other things too. They'll do a season of something. If it's not like super popular like The Boys, it just sort of Eh, we're done. We did we did one season of it. You kind of might like it. It's like I really got a a really I don't mind it for movies though. Movies is alright. <laughs> I just wanted to bitch about Prime for a second. Sorry. Yeah, that's alright. You can hop off your soapbox now. Uh, I will now. I, yeah. I got off. <laughs> um, this is a, a Vietnamese film I mentioned before, and I picked it. Uh, well, we all agreed on it because it was one of the few that was actually subtitled, uh, which is the best way the best way to watch a, a martial arts film. And uh, and it was only an hour and a half long. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes, ninety minutes or a ninety-seven minutes, I think. And it's a long ninety-seven minutes. It goes like a long time. You feel like it went a while. Oh, it dragged for me. Dragged. Oh, I didn't really feel that way. Okay, well, let, I guess we should get into it then. I yeah, man. Parts of it dragged for me as well, but overall, I didn't think it. At the end of it, I didn't feel like it was that long, but yeah, there were definitely bits of the movie where I was like, uh, get on with it. Um, I, I thought I'd go through some vital statistics of the film, um, and then we okay. can go into the uh, the, the pitch. So, did it, it's a, actually, on, on that phrase of the vital statistics, did you did you see the, the end of the movie where they show you the credits of the characters? Yes. And, like, and they've got vital statistics up, like a character <laughs> select screen, but it's yeah. all in Thai. So I mean, not Thai, Vietnamese. So I had no idea what the fuck any of it said. Yeah, it was pretty... like, like their blood type. It was like, oh, cho- are you choosing Ryu or are you choosing? <laughs> yeah, it was a bit like trading cards, wasn't it? It was like, what yeah. the hell is this? Um, I appreciate. I thought it was cool. There is a little bit of a style to the film, which I really appreciated. Um, oh, the drawing shots are fantastic. Oh, aren't, weren't they? Weren't they? Yeah. Just... Um, I'll I'll write some notes as we went, but anyway, right, I'll, I'll do right, the yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll on. do the stats. So, 2019 Vietnamese film directed by uh, Lee Van Kiet stars mm-hmm. Veronica Ngo in the uh, titular character. Actually, the movie in Vietnam is Hai Phong, which is the the name of the character. So it, it's Fury in in Netflix and in the Western territories. Um, but I think Hai Hai Phong. I'm pronouncing that terribly, but that that makes a lot more sense as the name of the film rather than Fury. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So it was. Film was released in uh, on the twenty second of February in two thousand nineteen. It was actually selected as the Vietnamese entry for best international feature film at the Academy Awards, um, but was not nominated. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, what do you guys think? Do you think it was worth worthy of a best international feature film? No. Um, let, let's just say <laughs> no. What, <laughs> Nathan, straight up. What what Vietnamese movie otherwise in that particular year can you name? <laughs> yeah, good point. Good point. Um, they might not have made coming it. out. <laughs> no. So it was. Um, I'm sure, there was some kind of sad period drama about about how life is hard or something. Like, this is this is it. This is the sad period drama about <laughs> life is hard. Okay, Working the peasant angle with the communism, eh? Yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> uh, it was commercially successful. Um, uh, it cost a million dollars and it made five point seven million dollars, uh, which I think is a commercial success. Yeah, man. If you if you if you times your money by five, that's good. Yeah, I think so. 
Um, and it's actually got, you know, it's got a, uh, av- uh, sorry, a Rotten Tomatoes film score of 95%, which is yeah, so 95% kinda, fresh. Yeah, I kind of don't understand. Like, I, I don't really understand how Rotten Tomatoes works. Like, it's an aggregate of, like, every review, then it's, like, I don't know how it works. I think that 95% means 95% of people who reviewed it gave it a pass, which doesn't okay. necessarily mean it is... I've, I would give it people that watched it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, so, yeah, so th- those are pretty much the main vital statistics that you need to know. Now, for people who are new to the film, who haven't approached the film, who don't know anything about it, uh, how would you sell this to them? How would you pitch it to them? I'll start with you, Nathan. Baby's Big Day Out. <laughs> oh, Baby's <laughs> Big Day Out. I don't know if you've used that one before for another film. I don't know, probably. It, or, yeah, it's Baby's Big Day Out. Uh, Mummy's got to go and save her child from some organ people. Oh, that's harsh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. But it's Baby's Big Day Out. That, that kid's into some hijinks, actually. The kid doesn't feature at all. The kid's barely anything but a crying, mewling thing. It's yeah, all okay. about mum. Okay. But, yeah. Uh, Mikey, do you have a, a quick pitch? Um... Three kidnappers and a baby. Three kidnappers and a baby. <laughs> the idea. Uh, I I don't know how how would I pitch this film. It's um, I I kept thinking of budget taken. You know, like she's got a specific, <laughs> specific yeah. set of skills. That works. <laughs> she got a specific set of skills, and, and Lord help anybody who uh, who gets in her way, even mm. though she doesn't really have any kind of resources to use and she she chooses not to finish them off as well <laughs> yeah yeah um all right well shall we get into it so yeah you want to do a, a plot uh just a I'll plot do... setup yeah, it, this is setup. literally three sentences isn't it <laughs> yeah, yeah right. pretty much lady escapes her past moves to the country lives i like kind of shitty life uh kid gets kidnapped is taken back to where she used to be it's, oh, that's another one it could be. It could be low-rent John Wick a little bit, too. Yeah, like, in right, that yeah. Sense, yeah, she's going... Or Pig, like, Violent Pig. I don't know. She's going back to where she's known. But um, she heads back heads back to where, like, she's got a past, a dark past, and uh, beats people up to find her kid. The end. Yeah, that's pretty much the... Uh, uh, well, I mean, what, what's the premise, though? The, the kidnapping. Why are they kidnapping the kid? Organs. Harvesting organs. organs. Harvesting organs. Which is Which... way better than what I thought it was going to be. I, I, Yeah, I thought when it, st- when it first happened, I was like, ooh, is it something from her past, like trying to get back yeah. at her or some shit? But no, it just, you know. No, it wasn't, was it? Organ trafficking. No, no, no. Yeah, so this kid, I mean, that, that sets up the scene pretty, pretty good and also like sets up the terribleness of what she's up against, which is a, it's a child trafficking, organ harvesting, probably like international sex ring as well um you know so, so i don't think it's a sex ring i'm actually i'm pretty sure it's not because they're it's all everybody's talking about organ harvesting everybody everybody like those kids are meat what, what, yep. so if you're harvesting an organ and i'm not like an organ specialist but if you're if i'm a grown man and i need a spleen can i take a spleen off a child Does i don't know work? man I have no idea. Like, wouldn't that if you're taking children's organs, are they you know even what, usable? Hey, man, kids get. I'm not going to look that up on Google either because I don't want that in my search. <laughs> I don't want to look it up either. <laughs> but you know, like I, you know, it's like in The Simpsons no. where Mr. Burns get Bart gets Bart's blood and then becomes yeah. super. Well, awesome. no, that is actually very true. That is that is true. They've done studies on that, I believe. You're right. Is um, that like uh, if you take, if, yeah, if you take younger, if you take younger people's blood. It, it does give you a bit of a rejuvenate. It's not going to stop aging or whatever, but it gives you a bit of a kick, apparently, yeah, if you're old. Because it carries know, like, better, more oxygen and it's better, for, you know, that kind of shit. I guess. I'm just guessing that, you know, um, has the adult market covered with all their prisoners. So they're going oh. to the young kids market. Oh, oh, man. I think that might need to come out of the podcast. <laughs> I think we're already banned in I'm pretty sure. Jesus. Oh, Jesus come on, it's Christ. well known that they sell their prisoners. Organ. Look, I'm not just going to automatically believe Fulong Gong. I wouldn't believe the Hare Krishnas, and I wouldn't believe the any any cult. So I'm just not. I'm not necessarily going to agree. If it's coming from Fulong Gong, I'm like, mm, I don't know. You're a bit weird. You think magic happens? Uh, I'm yeah. gonna, 
I'm willing to reserve judgment. Yeah, you might be right. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just no. saying I don't. Yeah, it's gonna I'm have open. to come from a better source. I'm open. I mean, we watch Hong Kong and action, Asian action films, so you know, I don't know that we're necessarily the biggest authority on. Oh, we're not <laughs> political political information. <laughs> um, anyway, but going back to the film, the first thing that I wanted to talk about was the goddamn production logos. How many of those things are there? It was like half I, a dozen. I got up to get a drink. I don't know how many there were. I remember seeing <laughs> like a village and a boat, I think, at some point. I was like, oh, I'm going to get a drink. And then when I came back, they were just finishing. I was like, oh, yeah, perfect time. So many. And oh, I thought, yeah. how much money? This must have cost more than a million dollars, surely, because that many production companies put money into it. Yeah. Well, you got to wonder how they divide that, that down, don't you? If you give us this much, you can put your logo on here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, like, if you were just selling, I don't know, like, bun mi's in Vietnam, and you're just a really good bun mi place, wouldn't you just get your logo on there? Just go, buy bun mi, watch Fury. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But uh, you were talking to him before about the drone shot, Nathan, and this opening scene I wanted to talk about because it is an incredibly beautiful vista. The, the colors are so punchy and separated, and there's such nice saturation. And I actually thought it looked almost CG. Does anyone else think it was CG? I don't know. If, I don't think it was CG. I don't. That would have cost more, I think, than just getting a drone. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I got. I got. They a, might. What, what they might have done is they might have graded the hell out of the film. Yeah, I think they they played with the um, the saturation levels and stuff, and I, I think they just happened to find like a nice shot and then made it part of the movie. Yeah. Okay. It didn't the location itself didn't really play any significance other than being in the countryside. Having so that goddamn river. they just flew the drone around and saw, oh, that looks interesting. We'll use that. Yeah. Well, it's a, the setting's in Vietnam and it's a, I think it's a place called Canto, which is a, um, like a country town in Vietnam that's out of Saigon. I kept thinking of Canton. I was like, yeah, yeah. that ain't Canton. Man. Yeah. It would have been funny if her name was like Wong Fei Hong or like some, some derivative. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but anyway, so it was beautiful setting, you know, nice, lovely. Do you reckon the, you know how everything has a particular color? Like, you know, the boats were bright red, uh, people were wearing bl- bright blue and roofs of houses were, do you think that was fake or do you think Vietnam's actually like that? I've never been. Again, it's it's saturation trickery, Sam. Yeah. Saturation okay. trickery. Well, I'm going to go with real because it, it, felt like um you know on location shots in the village and the outside oh it, it was definitely shot where it was uh the, it's the definitely that... real real but i but it doesn't if you go there it doesn't look it doesn't pop like that no like, no definitely. no 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 the but thing the colors like, is kind of amusing though is they start off with that aerial shot in lots of brick kilns and they're yeah. making those red bricks and then when you go around the the um everything's made out of wood and stuff and i was like where are they using the red bricks they don't use those in that village, village man those those go to the, the rich people town yeah. oh the rich people we make them in the countryside and ship them up to the city yeah rich That's people right. don't oh, like smoke yeah rich people hate that shit yeah <laughs> i don't want to see More labor smoke, yeah <laughs> yeah poor people do labor rich people just get just get stuff um i, I was reminded actually i did have a little giggle and remembered that in Vietnam they use dong as currency, so everything gets paid with many dongs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, very immature. But I did. I know three, three and a half million dong sounds like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a bag of dicks, please. So at at the opening of this film, uh, our hero, our mother hero, uh, our tiger mum, as there's a story about a tiger later, uh, she's a debt collector and she's beating people up. Yeah, yeah. She's like, what do they call him? A shyster? No, not a shyster. Uh, yeah, essentially what um, John Travolta was in uh, Get Short or Get Shorty or whatever it is. I don't know. He's, she, he, she collects debt. She's a debt yeah. collector. Shakes people down. Uh, yeah. Uh, but they're introducing that she can fight and that she's a no-nonsense kind of lady. Yeah, because I, I guess um, she's got a fairly slender frame but her going around and hitting people up for their cash and then beating the shit out of them, it does, you know, Chekhov's martial arts, it does play yeah. into the fact that she she knows her business and she can take care of business. Yeah, yeah. it's setting the fact up, the, setting up the fact that she is going to be beating people up. You, She has this experience because it would be weird if they didn't. Yeah. Like if well, she was just like a mum going of, crazy for a kid. 
they they did kind of try and inject like the um, you know a human element into her though like she was she didn't take everyone completely down and she let some of them go and then when later on when she's talking to the daughter the daughter tells a, a little story about someone who she let get off on the debt or didn't go as hard at them on the debt helped her daughter out with something else later on and stuff so they try to say like she is doing that thing but she, she doesn't fully commit to it kind of thing so like she's not a total hard ass debt collector she's she's still got her her emotions or, or whatever in there on some level but she does break that guy's duty. fucking legs though she breaks yeah. that I guess yeah I, I guess she, she decides does but I think that they're just really trying to pad you know some some humanity into it so you don't totally hate her I suppose yeah she doesn't or enjoy it she does yeah. it as a job yeah. um, and the, the thing that I don't uh, that's incongruous to me is that she's a debt collector and she is obviously a badass right like she is somebody not to be fucked with and yet she's constantly getting fucked with by with by everybody that's exactly my point like you know other kids are bullying her daughter and people are looking down at her and and making sly comments about her somebody like that who's shaking people down i wouldn't be making any side eyes at them no yeah like it it, they're obviously it it goes they're not afraid of her maybe it's because of the fact that she she you know lets some people off and they go oh you know yeah we'll see maybe any sign of weakness yeah. Sign a weakness, yeah, and exploit it kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. She should be like cutting people's fingers off. Nobody talk <laughs> about her then. Um, I thought yeah. her daughter, her daughter Mai is uh, I thought she did a pretty good job because her daughter's Really? In... You didn't think so? Really? I kinda didn't hate her at the beginning. Like during the, the setup bit, I before she's taken. Yeah. I didn't mind it, but then there's that bit at the end and I'm just like, Oh, this sucks. I hate you and I hate everybody. This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah I, I I didn't mind her at the beginning but then as it wore on and the different scenes with the child later on in the movie and I thought she could really can't act <laughs> she's not that great she's just there for a look kind of yeah thing. and she she didn't have the emotional connection that needed for some of the scenes at the end when she's caring especially the one when she's crying over the mother's you know apparent potentially dead body towards the end no yeah you're right after the introduction she um she's already in the introduction i don't have any problem with it she's playing you know she's giving a mum shit at the the dinner table she's like oh i cooked this and she's like how'd you get that i cooked it oh you're a son of you know they're they're having it they have a bad because the the mum during the whole movie is saying that she's a bad mum and a bad person too so it sort of plays on that like they're trying to show that she's not the greatest person in the world. Like, after the kid leaves, I think she smokes a cigarette and just looks like, fuck this, this sucks. <laughs> That's so weird to see somebody yeah, smoking on screen. Life. Like, when was the last time you saw somebody smoking a cigarette on screen? I thought, It's been a while. Yeah. Don't see that very often. Uh, more on period pieces in the West now. But, um, yeah, I suppose it's an everyday life for, for um, you know, someone in Vietnam especially. That's like a lot of... Um, the smoking and, and the smoking companies make most of their money from Asia at the moment um, than they do in the West. Because it's not as, as taxed or as regulated, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Well, you can't and smoke inside here smoke anymore. Stuff. Mm. Yeah. One of the things that I um, I thought about this was the, the Southeast Asian trope of do better than I did. You know, like I'm working hard so you can go study. Study is everything. Um, but Oh, yeah, that's, that's in it a bunch. Yeah. And the, the guilt she must feel like doing what she needs to do to get her kid through school it's just i think they lingered too long to um what would you say like push it's too moralistic it's like it's there's a bunch of moral shit in here that i don't agree with like on a pretty fundamental level um oh the the we may as well get to it the the brother like she goes to see a brother and her brother's just like Nah, fuck off. And she's like, I'm a piece of shit and I shouldn't have come back and, you know, I wouldn't be here if I had any other option. And, you know, he's a crazy martial artist too. Yeah. And he just does... And I'm, I'm expecting him to turn up at that train. That's what I was expecting too, yeah. And he doesn't turn up and I'm, and then and then just at the end, after she's done all the things, like, he, they've had that, like, that, that argument. And at the end, he's just in the hospital and she like, he, like, pats the kid's head like everything's fucking better and shit. And I'm yeah. like... That's... What the fuck, dude? Like, you didn't even help your family. You're a piece of shit. They set it up too hard, I think, to make everyone think that because she's she basically turned to a life of crime being a gangster, 
everybody looks down on her. Everybody judges her. She's made these terrible life decisions. And it's like the world is ganging up on her to say, you're, you're a shitty person, right? Yeah. You did this one thing, which is have a kid. And even that you didn't get right because you don't know who the dad is and you, you ran off and all of that. And I think they push that too hard. Yeah. Um, because then she she starts to feel like, yes, I am a piece of shit. And I kept thinking, well, hang on a sec. You're Tiger Mum. You should be a motherfucking badass. You should be the one who's saying, well, no, fuck you. I had a kid. This kid means the world to me. And, you know, woe become anybody who gets in my way. But most of the time, it's just her feeling sorry for herself, which I don't, yeah. I can't reconcile She's, with. Yeah, I can't. I gotta, yeah, go for it, I Mike. Got a little, yeah, I got, a, I got a little bit annoyed with the split flashback as well. Because it starts off, the first flashback she starts seeing is her being almost like a bouncer or a madam of, of like a, a gentleman's club. And just showing her like, you know, taking out the unruly patrons, smashing bottles on their head, you know, being the, the badass thing. And it kind of links back to her uh, debt collector boss saying, oh, I took you in because of your reputation kind of thing. So I thought there was a link there. But then we start switching to oh, she was a martial artist when she was a kid and her dad was a bit strict with her as another flashback to another time period. And I was like, it doesn't feel like it needed both. Just go with, like, the martial arts thing. That explains why well, she... No, they had to... It. She had to make her... They had to make her even more of a piece of shit, though, because she ran out on her, like, family or whatever. Like, that's... See, you could leave that bit in and she goes off to the gang and then you just assume where she get she gets herself into some shit, right? I didn't feel it didn't need I almost the think other that one. The... I almost think there's a there's a scene cut where she fights yeah. her brother or something. Like, I feel I like there's like something there. The, yeah, it felt like when she went outside and was having the crying breakdown and the cop finds her, I was thinking that the brother would come out at some point and yeah. then they would all go to the train. But, yeah, never happened. It was just felt like a waste of a, a There's scene. a lot of things that feel really weirdly wasted in here. Uh, they just sort of pick them up. They pick things up and then they throw them away. Yeah. Um, and you're like, in a 90 minute movie, why are you picking these things up if they're not going to go anywhere or do anything? Yes. yes. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it adds that little bit of like background to the character, but it, it's like, doesn't, it's not needed. You get why she's going for the child. That's the intrinsic part. It's mother and daughter. You don't need all the padding around that. Yeah. She, you know, got to as soon as you life. establish that she's a badass. Everything yeah. else doesn't really matter if you just want to do action sequences, which is all this movie really wants to do. Because yeah. none of the acting or the making her feel like shit or anything is actually that well done. But then every now and then I think, oh, this movie wants to try something else, and then it bails on it. Like the flashbacks and all the club stuff and her going back to see her friend in that club to try and find out information yeah. made me yeah. go, oh, they're going for a John Wick kind of thing. Yeah. Like – the, she's coming back into town and now things are going to, and and then and and she is going to find out that her child being taken is part of some elaborate bullshit that's yeah that's it kind of led you along that garden path and then it was just no nah, just no random. no nothing don't worry about it it's not important and they also did that with the cop the cop was a uh, cop was involved with her uh arson thing 10 years ago or something yeah they tied like, too many the, things the, together the pretty boy cop was a part of that, but that doesn't actually go anywhere. Like it doesn't do anything in the story. Yeah, we just get a pretty, yeah, a pretty dude who comes along for the last bit of fighting. That's it. That's they need to stay on. Which should have been the brother. Let's be honest. Um. Yes. Yeah. Look, a lot of the characters, other than other than her, a lot of the characters aren't really fleshed out. Like the cop, like her daughter's been taken, and she ends up in Saigon. And there's the cop, which is the the hot shot cop. He's very one dimensional. Her brother's very one-dimensional. These people come and go, right? And yeah. it actually, it irks me a bit that the cop was even involved in the fighting because it undermines her capability. Yeah. Um, they should have just stuck with her being the main guy because the cop doesn't really add that much to it. No. Except he I comes in. I didn't really mind him coming along. I, as Nathan said, I, I would have thought the brother would have been better. Um, to, it would have... Maybe if they needed something there, you know, if like she's going to go up against 50 people, right? And she's already lost to them. She might that, want some that, help. That was it. That that was the point that I, I was um, going towards as well. Is it, it got, by that point in time, it kind of felt like she wasn't that great. Like she's good at the beginning of the movie. She 
you know, knocks down the plebs, but the f- she gets her butt handed to her the first time she goes in and runs into the big boss. And it felt at that point that her powers or her badassery had been knocked down a few notches. So it felt like she did need someone to go with her. She wasn't going to be able to do it on her own. That's why I was okay with someone going with her. But, yeah, again, it, it could have been the brother at that point. I also thought, and this is probably me being a dumbass, but I also thought that uh, the cop was going to end up being, like, in on it. Yeah, I thought he was a bad guy yeah, from the beginning, too. That could have been it as well, yeah. And then I realized, I did realize pretty quickly that they were playing it straight, but not 100%. Like, it was, it's very strange because he's such a bad actor. I thought he was playing, like, he's such a, he's playing a good cop so badly yeah. that I thought he was playing a bad cop who was trying to hide that they were a bad cop. Yeah, he's, his character is, um, it's very stern. You can't, there's no ins to his character. And he's he's not a sympathetic character at all. The only redeeming feature I found for him is that he knows how to do like shirt on shirt look. Yeah, you know, he's wearing a shirt <laughs> over a shirt. And I thought, yeah, it's hot, man, in Vietnam. Why are you wearing like a you know like a proper shirt over a t shirt? But I think it's just to make him look cool. Did you think it was pretty funny? Like, there's a flashback where she smashes a bottle over some dude's head, and then one of the random mooks at the end of the movie is one of the guys she fought. No, yeah. Is that guy? Yeah, I thought right. that was. That was so bad. Like that was like the worst, like callbacky, like glass bottle, like it, like you know, Chekhov's glass bottle. It's anywhere. the worst one ever. But it's yeah, thematically ever seen. It's thematically appropriate because the film, if anything, is a lesson that karma will come back to bite you in the ass. You know what I mean? Like she did bad things as a, as a child, as a young person, and the movie is essentially her getting karma for all that shit that she did. So I guess thematically it makes sense. Whereas from like a, a storytelling point of view, yeah, it's a bit too convenient. But you know, everything it should have come back. Go anywhere or do it anything. That, it was just another one of those. Yeah, exactly, Nathan. It was another one of those ones that just didn't go anywhere. It was like like it would have been better if it had been a thing. Nothing. If if they had had that guy figure out where she was, and like n- not that it's a big deal. Not like he wants super revenge. Like it's he's always like he's been dwelling on it for ten years or anything. But maybe just his his group of miscreants happen to see that she's there and she has a kid and they're like well fuck it we can we can ruin her day as well you know yeah, like he could yeah, have been with like the people that took bit. her at the beginning or something like it would have made more sense well it's just a coincidence like, there's ways to do it, it. seem like yeah. the guy that was on the boat that actually kidnapped her in the first place nah, yeah it wasn't the same dude yeah i was but, kind of like half on that it could have been but at the same point when they get to the you know fighting on the train bit and he reveals that to her that's over five seconds. I was like, I would have thought he'd be like a sub-boss kind of thing and yeah. have a bit, little bit more extended fight to like yeah. make it worth the linkage. But it was like bang, bang, and I think he gets knocked out of the train. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, that was like a whole build-up for nothing. Well, the problem with the film is that the fights, while good, are few and far between. And they don't, they don't have that much weight in the story. Um, they're just there for show, essentially. Yeah, it, it, they've gone for that really kinetic kind of movement-orientated fight with, you know, trying to, you know, get things involved in the scenery and that kind of stuff. But very quick, every single fight is like, you know, bang, bang, done, bang, bang, yeah. done. There's only like a couple that go on a little bit longer. And and that, the longer ones made me feel that, yeah, she doesn't really have... She's just an actress. Realistically, just an actress. She doesn't have any martial arts sort of background. I don't know if she does or doesn't, but it didn't come across that way in the choreography. She she looked about as good as someone in Hollywood who does six six months of, like... Yeah. Like, fight, the, fight, the fight stuff. Like, they get yeah. ready for the fights and then they do it because that's the way it works. I don't know if she is or not either, but that's sort of whatever... I felt like her editing was hiding a lot. Yeah. And yeah. I felt like... Um, some of the hits felt real hard, and some, but some of them just didn't. Um, but they were fun to watch well, mostly. So the um, she's she's displaying a particular type of martial arts. Just like I mean, if you get any of these films from Southeast Asia, they're trying to, you know, like show off Silat in the um, Indonesia, and they're trying to show off Muay Thai in in Thailand. And the particular martial arts she's doing here is Vovinam, which is basically Vietnamese martial arts. Uh, which is very similar to you know kickboxing and Muay Thai and that, 
And look, she moves okay. And you're right, there's lots of, lots of quick edits and creative camera angles. You know, when you punch somebody's face, the camera kind of follows their face onto the table. Um, yep. So I'll, the editing and the, the cinematography hides a lot of that. Um, she, I think she fights well enough that I'd be able to say, yeah, you know, it's passable as a good action flick. My biggest problem is that her clothes were not badass. She needs to not have really. bad. Yeah, yeah. I have a real she had problem. That whole peasant look going on. Yes, she? I have a real problem with peasant-looking clothes for someone who's supposed to be badass. Like in Jackie Chan in, in Project A Part Two, when he's wearing those loose pants. I understand that they're comfortable, but you can't look like a badass when you're wearing loose pant clothing. You need you take that back. No, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Loose pants are cool, man. No, loose pants are cool, but not Baggy badass. Pants. They're not badass. All right. All right combat all right. boots. Combat boots are badass. Uh, what are those uh, those kung fu shoes? They're also badass. But like loose, and she. I assume she's wearing slippers. She has to be wearing slippers, right? Yeah. <laughs> it would have been, you I would have liked it, you know, if like she got her short shirt torn or something like that from some of them. I mean, she gets stabbed in the shoulder, shot in the other shoulder, and a few other like slashes and and stuff at her with like lots of knives. So there's ample opportunities to like put slashes in her clothes and, and whatever else yeah. to like make it look a bit like worn down over time. Battle-worn. Battle-worn, you know? yeah. Yeah, you know. And imagine also, if like, would have also, huh? they would have changed her clothes when she went to hospital. That's fine. Well, that's right. She they would have just cut. Back. They would, yeah, they would have cut them clothes right off. They wouldn't have. They wouldn't have put, taken them off. They would have just cut them off. Exactly. They wouldn't exist as clothes on. anymore. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Rip a sleeve off or something, or or have a gash in. Walk around in the like you know the the hospital stuff for the last bit. Go. Oh yeah, I lost my clothes now. I'm now wearing hospital gowns like I'm a crazed. Yeah, that would have been great too. Because she is crazy. That's the whole point of this movie. She's fucking crazy. That's right. Yeah. You know, and imagine if there was like a gash in her pants and she had like Chun Li legs. You'd be like, <laughs> she can take care of business. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I had a problem. The fights themselves, I actually really enjoyed, and uh, and it was the first time I've seen. Well, maybe not the first time, but when that guy at the beginning got hit with a durian in the face. Oh, thought, oh yeah. That's got a that's got a sting and stink. That that chase sequence is pretty great. Which one's that? Is that the one where she's following them in the in a motorbike? Yeah, just the very first, like one of the like the first chase scene. The, the kid gets taken on a boat. Yeah, and she's just not letting them go until they get on that. Until she gets on that truck, it's it's pretty great. It's really? a great shot. I liked it. Yeah, it was slow because it's a it's a slow situation. She's on a scooter and they're on a shitty boat. Yeah, but I like. It. I, I I looked at it and I was like, this is uh, this is taking a while. And and not much, not that much happens. She well, gets thwarted was, by like bamboo at some point. Yeah, I, I, th- <laughs> I thought it was. Um, I, I guess I thought it was. I I thought the emotional impact of your child being taken was was thoroughly displayed. Like I thought you that was. I don't have kids. Yeah, but that was like that seemed like a frantic person. Like ah, uh, I got to do something. No one else is going to do anything for me. Yeah, like, that's true. But when when I, when I I really like the first part of that sequence where she's still in the marketplace and it feels like every single other person she turns around to is like a bad guy and pulls out a knife and starts attacking her. Oh, knife so attacks like make she, me cringe. Yeah, and she's got like nowhere to turn, kind of getting attacked, and then manages to get it out and then sees the child and keeps going. So I like that bit. I'm gonna tell find... you, it, it made me never want to go to Vietnam. This movie. <laughs> oh, really? What? Why? You, you were how much... with a meat cleaver. <laughs> yeah, like how 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 many people are they paying off to steal this one kid? Exactly. Yeah. Pay, like they life must be so fucking cheap. Well, yeah, Vietnam. yeah, but you know, like you don't flash your money around and you know, stick to the crowds and. You know, I'm sure. I'm sure Vietnam is a lot more civilized than what this is in this film. I I agree. I was actually just sort of making a joke, but that that's fine. Just, yeah, uh, <laughs> destroy but, my joke. It's okay. Well, no, no, no. It's to be fair with you, I would not. I would not take my child there. Or if I did, they would be on like one of those dog leashes, um, <laughs> oh, where you couldn't you couldn't steal them. I just <laughs> I was like because they set people up. Or, like how many people do they have on call to set up around this lady while they take her daughter? Yeah, like, exactly. It just didn't. It didn't make necessarily sense that they would have that many in the first place. 
it it made action sense where it was a good like little fight of her getting in and out and it i kind of felt like it was almost trying to play like everyone in the town hates her and they'll just take pot shots at her kind of thing oh yeah like taking it too far like with with the knives and stuff and then and i was kind of wondering because i'm not 100 percent like you know the guy that was banging on the the hut late at night yes is that the guy that was on the the other moped as well? oh was or it completely the I, guy who I got hit by the durian durian yeah, man. yeah. no that's was, not him no. i was kind of thinking like it was it almost felt like that guy similar and he was just getting revenge back on her. And that's why kind of at the beginning, I was kind of like, oh, yeah, he said he'll get back at her. And he's the one that tipped him off to the child. Yeah, I could maybe. Be wrong. I could be wrong, but I thought that guy looked substantially older in the evening then. Yes. He must be some kind of reverse vampire. <laughs> well, <laughs> he gets you, younger you, know, you, in could the be, day. you could be right, but that was kind of, I was, maybe I was wanting it to be more like that. I was kind of like, he, he's like, he's angry at her for breaking his brother's legs. So he's going to sell the child off. And I thought that's a good like segue into like, you can't live there because everyone fucking hates you. Because he, but... he's motivated, right? Like after she kicked his ass, you'd think he's not getting paid any extra to follow her, is he? So it's got to no, be no. like a personal thing. Well, that's, that's right. And that, that was kind of like, I, I don't know if I'm trying to add more into the story to make it more believable <laughs> at that point, but I felt that would be more because then I could see like, He's got his own gang in the town, and that's why they're attacking him in the marketplace. Yeah, and actually, he's held the child off to there, so it's kind of like half the locals, half yeah. the kidnapping. That actually makes a lot more it sense. Kind of makes it makes a lot more sense, doesn't it? <laughs> but I don't know if I'm just adding it in there because I felt like it. But you know, there's a whole bunch of mooks later on as well. Like yeah, the no, I think stuff, I so think that makes a lot of sense. The one thing I appreciated with that guy um, following her on the moped is when they're fighting in the, um, he eventually fights her in the water, in the river. Yeah. And she does uh, essentially like a, an axe kick to his chin and <laughs> he throw, like, you know, throws his whole body uh, and I'm pretty sure he was wearing shoes. So she's kicked him right out of his own shoes and um, oh my, what the hell was that? Some weird sound. She's kicked him out of his shoes and he does this like fly out of the water and lands on the water. And I thought, that's that's pretty cool. That's a cool move. You you can never do that in real life, but I thought that was pretty cool. I was kind of like when in the hits in the water, I was kinda of go, how much would like the water be blunting some of the hits that she's yeah. trying to do and like it doesn't look very out of the water and stuff. It looks pretty, but I was like that would like really take the force out of the kick because you have to push it through the water in the first place to even get yeah. it out. Yeah. And they don't, um, they don't pull any punches on her either. Like when she gets hit, she gets hit. Like, um, I'm sure not in reality, but in the film when they edit it, it looks like she is taking a yeah. lot of the punishment. I, I she, will give. She goes yeah, down quite a few times as well, doesn't she? Mm. Yeah, a lot actually, like a lot, a lot. But um, the, I will say, I know, I know this is a martial art that exists, um, but it just. It, a lot of it feels because of the way it's edited. It, it could just be movie martial arts. The movie, <laughs> yeah. like mid two mid two thousand and tens martial arts. The film a little bit. Like there's some wrist lock stuff. There's some flippy stuff. Where they, yeah. you know, there's some like visceral punches and kicks. There's some hammer stuff. It's like we watched the raid and we think we've got something here. We've got some stuff in our portfolio in Vietnam and we yeah, think it'll look- be good on the screen. No, martial arts, it all comes down to hurting someone, right? And how do you hurt people when you don't have any weapons? You're using your limbs, right? So the, yeah. there's only so many things that you can do um, with the exception of uh, Yasuaki I think it's actually Karate's. the editing style. I think, I think there might be a massive amount of difference between... There's a massive amount, there's got, there's a massive amount of difference between this and, say, like Thai kickboxing or something, right? Uh, yeah, well, Thai I- kickboxing is a specific system. And I was going to say Yasuaki Karada's crab system. Uh, unique <laughs> on its own. But but you're right. That would have been interesting. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the moves in Vovinam is they're very much, you know, based on other martial arts. They look very much like other martial arts. Well I don't know if they do, but in this movie they do. Yeah, no, you're it, right. Yeah, it, it definitely felt that that way. Like It's not bad yeah. though. It's a it's actually a really good way to do it. It's just like you go through like filmmaking goes through phases, right? And this is definitely very much of that visceral like the raids really put a stamp on things it yeah but we're not going as hard as the raid or chocolate we're sort of we're half-assing it just a little bit 
Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it gives you the impact and it makes you think, yeah, people are getting hurt. Um, yeah. Would you, would you go as far as poor imitation? No. No, because no. I don't think it's a poor imitation. I think it's a. I think it's not as good, but I don't. It it feels a little bit more workmanlike than than especially the raid two and and things like that. It feels a little bit less stylish, but it's doing the job perfectly fine. Yeah. Journey, I'd say journeyman level maybe. Homage. Is it homage? Yeah. Um, the, the actual fight scene that she has, one of the characters that she runs into is a, um, an ex gangster that she extracts information from called truck. And, um, I thought that fight was probably one of my favorite fights in the film because it was very creative and like desperate, you know, both of them are trying to win and, uh, they're using everything in his, his garage, I guess, all his tools. And, um, I love that fight, but at the same time, I hate that fight. Oh, why? Two, two very specific reasons. Uh, I love the fight because it's it's the actual fighting is interesting. Lots of improvised weapons. His mum's there. She's selling yes. him a job. It's very great. I appreciated. I, I love the bit that the mum's like going, "No, no, don't fight," and then she hits her with a baseball bat. Well, she's trying, and she's about to kill her, kill his boy. You yeah. think your mum wouldn't step up and slap oh, a bit? Yeah, yeah. No, no, uh, that's why I appreciated that that they did, they went to that length. Yeah. But um, my problem with that is it, it really rams home the fact that. She's had some time now. She knows she's going into these kinds of situations. She's just still going in there and improvising. She's fucking MacGyvering this shit. <laughs> yeah, she's making up as she goes. Um, yeah, like at some point, don't you take a screwdriver with you to the next sequence? That's it's like she has, to, she has to throw away her weapons like after every double dragon stage. <laughs> That's the thing that really annoyed me about her. <laughs> That's so- yeah. In it, she's in Saigon and she's actually from Saigon, right? Cause she used to work there yeah. as a hustler or whatever. And at no point do they pay uh, respect to her street smarts. You know no. what I mean? She seems Not like a country bum can fish out of water and they play Actually, that. no, that's wrong. That is wrong. There is one sequence in which they do when she's in the police station. Uh, is that when she's... Take, she oh, when steals she, all, yeah, she steals all the information in the police station. She yes. like figures everything out by like essentially, you know, running circles around her for five seconds. But that doesn't play. That's the only thing that she does that shows that she has any idea about what she's doing at all. Yeah, yeah that's right. It's the only time she's proactive. I was kind of wondering, like, throughout it, you know, weapons, right? And improvised weapons in the first bit when they're in the market with the, you know, meat cleavers and stuff. That makes sense. But once she gets to the city with gangs and stuff, I'm like, why doesn't every, you know, mofo have like a gun or a switchblade or, or something? They were using axes at some point. They, yeah, at yeah. one point they had axes. And I was like, gee, that's very 19th century of you, you know, <laughs> walking around with a, a hatchet. Especially for a multinational conglomeration of organ harvesting. They must have surgeons. They must have doctors. They're obviously packing a lot of money. And there is a fight sequence at the end with guns. I appreciate that. I appreciated the the fact that it's in there. I didn't think it was... They needed to workshop that fight a bit more. It looks bad. It's probably the worst looking... Probably the worst looking fight. That was the the fakest bit with... with, um, That was where I thought computer graphics a lot with the, you know, the gunfire and stuff there. But yeah, that I was like, you, so you got guns here, but not earlier in the movie would would have made a little bit more sense. Where you're like controlling the home base kind of thing. Yeah. Well, suppose they're not. They don't. They don't expect her. That's the main thing, right? They don't expect uh, an attack. Whereas with the train, they know that that's a particular like point where they're very vulnerable. So they got people because that's a handover, I assume. Yeah. Um, so they've got the guns. But at any other point, I don't think they were actually expecting any resistance she got onto it a lot quicker than the cops did which is why i thought the cops were, were dirty is because the yeah. cops never did anything before she showed up yeah but then then the cops you know explaining it away to her oh yeah we knew where they were but you know we let we let him take the we let him get the whole, month, whole yeah. thing. yeah yeah we let him take 30 30 kids a month it's fine like That's so- <laughs> we, we, while we're trying to figure out how to get to the big the big people up the top we just let him kill 30 kids a month it's <laughs> it's cool Amazing. There's a line where the the um, pretty boy cop he goes, uh, you know, like we've got missing kids, we've got organs, but we need evidence that tie the two together. And I thought at the end, Jesus, there better be a written confession because they got nothing. They just got a train full of kids. I I just assume we want the big fish, but like 
sometimes you just got to save the kids, man. Yeah. <laughs> like the kids, what what are you doing? You know what I mean? If you're just sending kids to the slaughter all the time, waiting for the big fish. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Fucking stupid. No. It was well, that... like, yeah, that, the whole cop thing in this film is dumb. Let's just, yeah. Did you get that? Like the, the big bad boss lady is, is a lady, right? Yeah. And um Tan Soy is her character's name. Tan Tan Soy. I kind of got the wrestler vibe from her. Yeah, cuz she's was, um she's quite me- muscular. Yeah, she looked like she could be like wearing like some spandex thing and getting inside the wrestling ring and doing her wrestling grapple moves and stuff. That's kind of the the feeling I got from her in the fights. I I was really disappointed in the way it ended. Oh, really? Cuz yeah, I kind of I like the first introductory fight where she basically kicks her butt. Yeah, and then they lead into it, and of course she's gonna find out some way to do it. But it kind of starts off with bang bang, she's invincible to her, and then it just automatically switches. And I felt like there wasn't enough. There needed to be more reasoning behind how she started. Not just oh yeah, I remembered my dad telling me not to feel pain or whatever. Does or that character? Does that person only have one credit? This movie? Uh, yeah. As far as I know, that's the one yeah. credit. I can't find. Yeah, I looked else it up before and I found nothing apart from this one credit. Well, she's. I mean, she checks off all of my requirements for a good bad guy, which is she looks distinct. She's wearing combat boots, which makes yep. her look badass. Um, she's got a uh, like a cool hairdo. And she's got. You a can good tell her smear. silhouette. She's got a silhouette. Oh yeah, yeah, and you know, like she's just. She doesn't give a shit, you know what I mean? And she thinks she's the best. I thought, I really like villains, and I thought she was... Because I don't think there is a big bad other than her. I don't think no, there's any she, other bad guys. Uh, she, she's the bad. And and yeah, I agree 100% with what you said. Um, definitely distinct and, and good good all-around villain. I didn't particularly think she... She wasn't very charismatic. No. Like, I didn't particularly give a shit. But she fought well enough, I guess. Yeah, she didn't have too much to do, and I. But I did like her. She has a surprised face when she loses, which I really yeah. appreciated. Oh yeah, well she won so easily the, the first neck, time. Yeah. Well, that's that was why I was that made me kind of disappointed. As I said, like it felt like she was really dominant in the first fight to a point where it was like really one sided completely, and then it just didn't feel like it blended into when she's you know gets back up and still wins. That's, yeah. uh, it was just the choreography of that last bit into it. I did like that. I did like all the slicing, though. The knife slicing when she gets to oh, yes. the other hand. Hunt, yeah, that was that was good. Yeah, taking all the little points and then yeah, snapping a neck kind of thing at the end. I think it was. Well, she did... um she she gets she gets the knife in the neck, yeah. and then she's then she kicks her neck into the knife in the ground and snaps. I, the like oh, yeah, it's pretty great. You know, it's, it's... that's the. Yeah, that was the only cut, the the only payoff one, wasn't it? The only one where it was like lingered on the brutal like finish. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't very gratuitous. Otherwise, that was pretty much the only thing. Um, well, as you know, I think I kept thinking it's Tansoy's own fault because she had the opportunity to kill her back at the base when they knocked her out and they just chained her up and threw her in the river. I'm like, you could have just get cut that. her throat. What? Yeah, you should have just cut her throat. I don't know why. Also. Aren't human organs just like? Are they even slightly valuable? That, oh, that, that is a great point, <laughs> yeah, Nathan. <laughs> that is a great point. They've got all these kids. Surely her organs would be worth something. I'm telling you, there's just no market for it. <laughs> well, I guess. I guess maybe she's well, too old. Uh, smoker. Other, like, what about? Oh, yeah, that's true. She's a smoker. Mm. Um, the the bit with with the throwing in the river and then, the, you know, having a flashback. The flashbacks. And stuff. Oh God. She just wakes up in the hospital. I'm like, yeah, who rescued you know, okay, her? How did she get rescued? How did they know she was there? <laughs> well, the, the police, the police dude does say something like, I've, I found you twice tonight already. Like I've only been a step behind you this entire time. And she's like, well, why didn't you bust those people then if you knew where they were? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly. right. <laughs> um, but can we talk about the standout? standout character of this whole film and that is that nurse she's great she is a very good nurse <laughs> she's she's the best character in the whole film uh, she's she, certainly the she, best acting as well yeah she was she was, was brought comedy and her face was expressive maybe she is a comedian i don't know i don't know anything about vietnam maybe they've got like a good comedy scene there but she was good i liked her she i love the fact that i mean she she gets turned around in the hospital because she wasn't going to help um 
fight. No, Fong, a high Fong. She wasn't going to help our hero, but then she gets turned by the uh, the story of like a mum in need, right? Yeah. And then yep. she sets up this elaborate plan. She's like, you know, you watch American movies, take me as a hostage kind of thing. And it gets a little bit too real for her, <laughs> which is what I thought was really funny. She's well, like, would, wouldn't it? Like, you would think about it for a bit, and then you're like, well, we're going with it now. So, yeah. Yeah. There's only she, a fine line between reality and fiction in that situation. It was very funny. She's very yeah, funny. Good. It was good. Yeah. My favorite part of the whole film almost. Oh, really? That good? Yeah. Except, except for the part where, like, she uh, kills, like, a woman with the knife. That's pretty great. That was, that was really good. Um, so we're almost almost kind of at the end of this movie. There's there's a decent fight sequence on the train. That's all right. The, I actually think the cop gets to shine there a little bit with the handcuff. That's the problem. That's the problem I have is that he really shouldn't, you know, it's it's her movie. He shouldn't be that good in it. No. And then at the end, she fights like five dudes with guns. Yeah, that's the uh, gun Carter scene where she's yeah. like spinning all around. And this is the problem with uh, when you're fighting people with guns close in. Just take a few steps back. Yeah. <laughs> Spray a wide range. Yeah, you don't need to be that close. Just I do like the fact that she gets shot there, though, because that is what would eventually happen. At some point, someone would just go, nah. I got the beat on you this time. Bang. Well, that's, that's her redemption moment, right? Like that's yeah. her sacrificing her life for her child and, her and for right And all the other kids. Yeah. And then that guy gets up and he's going to go over and finish the job and he gets shot by the cop. They rescue all the kids. And then we get like a scene that really shouldn't have existed in the film. I know exactly where you're going to go with this, but go on. No, you can go. No, you can. Uh, fuck, you I hated it. You know, right. I, I would have been, I would have been fine if she just died. Yeah, yes. so would I. Yes. I totally agree. No, you go on with the scene. I'm I'm curious to see what you think. It may not be. So the they same. they they follow. I think they're following the daughter May Mai into the into the room in which the mum is in a like she's recovering. Yes. But during this process, we see her interact with the the child interact with um, her bullies who now like her and think she's great. We also get a like a, a shot of a t like a news program saying that she's a superhero. Like this, this like she's great. She's amazing. Yeah. Yep. The um the it's light and shiny and full of sunshine. The whole shots. She gets a pat on the head from the the uncle who's there who didn't go and help or do anything. Yeah. Uh, and then she sits on the bed with her mum and she's like, "I want to be a superhero like you, mum." And her mum's like, "Yeah, you better fucking train hard, motherfucker." She stares right at the camera. Makeup on and her hair's cut and all all that kind of thing, like taking her out of the peasant look. It's 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 a total like breaking the fourth wall moment where she looks directly yep. at the camera. It's like at the end of Wanted when James McAvoy looks at the camera and he's just like, What the fuck have you done? It's her looking at the audience and just saying, Yeah, you better be badass. Which really kinda took me right out of the film, especially because they spent most of the film with her feeling sorry for herself. Yeah. Yeah. Did not need to be in there. Yeah. Didn't need to be in there. And this is also where they where we figure out that the kid's a bad actor. <laughs> um, they, let, they let her they let her talk way too long about being happy about things apparently a- acting happy is harder than acting sad and bitchy yeah maybe um, that's why they hide her they said look most of your time is going to be sad and bitchy um can you, know do you don't have a great range but you know yeah can you do happy no not really oh, okay well we'll see what we can do <laughs> and that was fury that was fury now this is not a film i would watch again i don't know about you guys uh 100 percent no no, I'm not going to watch it. I'm, I have no plans to watch this again. No, yeah. yeah. What, actually, one thing that I noted down quite regularly when I was taking notes is the cinematography in this film. Absolutely gorgeous. Like, yeah, beautiful. I wonder if the cinematographer's done anything else. Let's uh, have a look. I had a look, and it's um, it's a person called Christopher Morgan Schmidt, and uh, they haven't done any other like massive uh, film credits. They've done like music videos and and some commercials and stuff. But this really showcased the work with like, you know, just light, dark, color, uh, angles. I, I just, I was really blown away at a lot of setups for the scenes. I just thought this looks really evocative. Yeah, it's good. It's a good, it, I have no problem with the way this movie looks. I actually haven't, I, I have very little problems with it. It's just less than the sum of its parts. Mm. Yeah. Like, I don't mind the fights in it. I don't mind the overarching plot of, it's very simple, very hard to get that wrong. 
Like, there's a lot of things I like about this film, but you put it all together and I'm kind of like, eh. It's a, eh well, know. you know, it's a ref- it should be a revenge flick, first and foremost, and they tried to make it too many things. Yeah, they tried to cram too much into it, and they, they could have just, like, cut a few things here and there, and it would have been really sharp and, and um, crisp. And yeah. But, I mean, like, yeah. it's one long guilt trip for a lot of it, and I, I kept thinking, like, how much atonement is enough for her? <laughs> yeah. How much? Um, but yeah, but th- I mean, there's lots of stuff that I did enjoy about the film. Would you give it a thumbs up though? I I probably would give it a thumbs up. I give it a thumbs up, but it's not something I would watch again anytime no. soon. No. Yeah, I mean, it, it's worth one watch, but yeah, that's that's as far as I would go. With it. Yeah, like Is if it... you're looking for if if you're looking for something to scratch that Southeast Asian, it's not exactly ultra violence, but it's it's pretty rough in some places. Yeah, um, no, not ultra violence. Looking... Yeah, but if you're looking for, it's not. But it's not the kick either. No, <laughs> no, and, no it's not the kick. I would, I would even put, I would even put the way it's shot and edited above, like a lot of Hong Kong action sequences. Oh yeah, from sense. a technical. Not, not, yeah. Agreed. Not, yeah. yeah, from the way it's done and the, the visceral nature of it, and oh, the from, slicing and the dicing and that kind of stuff. It's, yeah, yeah. From a technical perspective, I'd put it above anything from Hong Kong. You know, like it, it's right up there with, um, you know, Japan. Um, you know, samurai film setups and stuff. Um, yeah. Is is there anything in the film that you saw that you thought, oh shit, that was pretty cool? Wouldn't mind trying that out. Or any particular stunts you like? That was. I think it was. I'm not sure if it was in the fight in the with the truck or if it was one of the fight. If it was a fight in the with the two axe guys, where she sort of does some locks and then moves away and repositions like arm locks. Oh yeah. On a yeah. table. She manipulates. And yeah, yeah. that's pretty good. But they're both manipulating each other, but she just keeps getting the upper hand. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, she did that with that, Truck. That, yeah, definitely it was the fight with Truck in the in the garage. There was one scene which uh, it, it kind of took me by surprise where I think it was her infiltrating the um, the first base of the, the child kidnappers. And she basically does five-finger death touch. <laughs> on a particular <laughs> character and it just takes him right out. And I thought, where the hell was that? And how come you didn't use that before? <laughs> yeah, she does that a few times. When she's walking through there, she's taking him out really quietly, but she's still just walking right up to him. Yeah. yeah. And she takes out kicks a lot one, of guys kicks there. some guys down the stairs and yeah. Yeah, she, you know what's that, impressive? That was like the lead up and she's like such a badass and then it flips on its head when she gets you know, taken out easily by the boss. Yeah. Which I was all right with, but yeah. The thing that I was impressed with is that a lot of the stunt work that she did or her stunt woman, whoever did it, um, is done in those peasant clothes. So there's no room for padding there. So she's taking all these hits into the walls and and she's bouncing off tables and getting chairs thrown at her. Like, God damn. Very impressed. I was very impressed. The Actually, one of the things... Uh, that I thought was quite funny was the the message at the end. So uh, they said that 35 kids were, were taken. Um, and at the end, the news article was just like, 20 kids were rescued. I said, what the fuck happened to the other 15 kids? <laughs> <laughs> well, they got killed earlier. <laughs> well, they were we did, see, we did see a room earlier, an which is in that table, thing, yeah. yeah, with an operating table and blood everywhere. Um, so something's already happening on yeah. site. Oh, oh, my God. Uh, I thought the moral of the story was uh, I thought it was just a reminder to tell your kids that you love and trust them in case they get kidnapped and have their organs stolen. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't regret it later. Oh, I also, to teach them no fear. <laughs> no fear. No fear. Teach them, that's right. Fear to the feeling. Don't be afraid, kids. Just if somebody is somebody bigger than you and also has like three mooks that are with them and have weapons, don't be afraid. Yep. Yeah, it's a good lesson to learn. Lone Wolf and Cub style. <laughs> well, that was Fury. That was Fury 2019. And this All has right. been our first uh, online podcast for the Asian Action Cast in 2022. And hopefully, hopefully our last. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how we go. We'll see how we go. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we, I mean, look, in a world where we have uh, the COVIDs, we are more connected now than ever. Um so, you know, which you, I would be surprised. Well, it makes me surprised why we're not getting more uh, traction with our online presence. <laughs> you know, Asian Ashgars, Gmail, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, 
And it might be my fault because I don't update it as regularly as I should. And I don't check it at all. You don't check it at all. See, there you go. At all. No, nah, we do steadily get um, people come in and, um, and you know, make a post here and there. And we do get people that join. Um, but the last, what was the last episode that we did? Was, a, was it Battle? No, it was The Kick. The Kick was the last episode. The kick that was... just went up a couple, like a few days ago, right? Yeah. And yeah. people people did enjoy that. I really enjoyed listening to you guys doing Space uh, Battleship Yamato. Oh man, that was a hard one to get through. Yamamato? Not, that, that movie was long. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah, right. now you did really well. So, yeah, cool. you know, the I think the movies are a nice collecting mix. And this is Vietnam. This is our first Vietnamese film. All right. That's great. Damn straight. So we're going to globetrot around all of Asia. and uh, Eventually. Yeah, eventually. We're, we gonna, we're, we're going to be the uh, gap year of podcasts at some point. <laughs> the gap year of podcasts. So, yeah. So everyone keep listening. Uh, we enjoy your patronage. And, uh, and yeah, hope you all stay safe and stay well. We'll talk to you soon. Soon. Yeah. See you guys. Mày lết được tới đây là giỏi lắm. Nhưng mày vào nhầm chỗ rồi. Tao có thể tới nhầm chỗ. Nhưng mày đã bắt nhầm con tao rồi.